0: Guys and welcome back to the Penny Spends podcast with your host Kia. And this is a podcast where we aim to dispel your myths, simplify difficult financial jargon, and rectify your own personal problems. It is International Women's Month, and to kick off this month, I am so happy to have an amazing woman on this podcast. She is someone after my own heart. She talks about money just like me, and she has an incredible platform. So, without further ado, guests can you introduce yourself, please?
1: Hi. So I am Laura Ann Moore. And I run um, an Instagram, a blog, a YouTube, talking, like you said, all about money. Really focusing on mindset and your relationship with money, but also talking about everything, like budgeting, saving, investing, and basically just getting people to, helping young people figure out how to navigate the financial world, be their best financial selves, and kind of get financially confident. Um, Yeah, so that's me in a nutshell.
0: Absolutely amazing, Laura. You know I am a big fan of your platform, especially about the, the mindset and money. That that kind of side of it, I think, is something that people don't really talk about. much. I love that. I love it. Yeah, so that's my favourite yeah.
1: bit. Like I definitely kind of like fell into talking about that bit. Like every time I was back like, posting or having conversations with people, I always seem to link it back to like the emotional and um, mindset side of things. And it just I find it so interesting and it underpins so much. That um yeah, I it's a conversation around it. I love it. It's so interesting. Yeah,
0: it's so interesting and we're going to go into that today but not before we talk about you laura so i want to find out more about you so what was your personal journey i find that a lot of us who speak about money we all have some sort of journey maybe it was something that happened that wasn't so great with regards to money or maybe it was positive but we all have some sort of story personal story that led us to where we are creating our platforms but what was your journey like
1: so i guess my journey was like when i you know i didn't come from like a super rich family like i had three brothers and sisters my mum and dad both worked and I guess I started working when I was like 15. So I to handle money then, you know, and I was all a bit like, oh, you know, you're just mm-hmm. not having a clue what you're doing. And then I guess my personal finance journey officially started when I was eighteen or nineteen, I guess, and I got my first full-time job. Because unlike a lot of people, I actually didn't. Well, a lot of my friends, I didn't go to university. I mm-hmm. just got straight into work because I basically planned I was going to go to drama school. So I oh. said to myself, like, "Hey, girl, you need fifteen grand a year, <laughs> <laughs> so you need, you know, your parents can't afford that, so you need to get that money yourself." So um, as soon as I started working. I, a lot of the stuff I know and learned about money was self taught, mm-hmm. and that's no shade on my parents, but they didn't teach me this stuff. They didn't, you know, they didn't give me any of that and you don't get it in school. So a lot of what I learned was from experience by working and I was quite lucky that the job that I was working in I kind of went straight into sales and marketing mm-hmm. and sales you obviously like I was working with numbers I was working with spreadsheet all of that and it got me really comfortable with the number side of stuff so I think I kind of learned that from quite a young age um and, grand. and by the time I was 22 I did have the 15 grand
0: oh and, amazing
1: yeah and then it kind of just went from there so that was kind of one of the things that got me to understand the power and the other amazing sort of uh, what money can give you because mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen it on like my Instagram I talked loads about it that I had originally planned to go to drama school and then two of my friends was like hey do you want to come and travel in literally yeah. two weeks before I was due to start drama school so I was able to drop everything and go yeah actually I will and it wasn't a matter of can I afford it or not it was do I want to go or not
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that that, that for me was a pivotal moment. So I was like, oh my God, like, the, this money is giving me the option. The option, the choice was made for me. I got to make the choice. Mm-hmm. And then from there, that's kind of where, um, that's kind of where a lot of my stuff like stems from. Yeah. Um, that kind of feeling.
0: That journey that you've had is so amazing. And I think, I think it will resonate with a lot of people, especially the part where you mentioned that you didn't actually get your education from your parents. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. So obviously people who know my journey know that I was lucky enough. My parents did have the knowledge and you know I was taught from young, but it's not everyone's situation. Not everyone gets that education from the parents and we already know that we don't get it in the educational system. But for, for, to, to look at you and look at you as someone who is now kind of like giving back that education because you went to go and seek it yourself, I think that's really, really important and i love that journey and i love hearing that from you I i, I think that that segues us nicely into the, the next question so how important would you say that your mindset is when it comes to money like how is it, how important is it for you to have a good mindset with regards to money can, can you not just be like "uh, eh, money is what it is and still be able to you know be good of money handle money well is how important is it
1: So Obviously, I am a bit biased as a money and mindset as <laughs> a <to> coach, but <laughs> um, I, it's so important. I couldn't necessarily put, you know, percentage on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way I see it, the like the way I like to tell people is, is, if you were building a house, like a proper bougie house, you were getting all these amazing things, or like dressing it up, but you built it on a pile of mud, the house is going to fall down. Mm. And I see the mindset. As the foundation it's what you're building on the house all the stuff inside of it that's all the practical bits the budgeting the you know the different plans the different apps you can have the practical side mm-hmm. they are really important and they make up a big part of that but your mindset you have to to come from having you know you have to come from a good place because even if you realize it or not money is so emotional that it has an impact on the way you spend it the way you save it the way you invest it the way you feel about it it has so you know it ha- it plays a huge part and i think that that is definitely a great place for people to start because it impacts so much and i know that i know it from myself i don't know if you feel the same but like even changing my mindset over the course of you know my journey of the last 10 years i've noticed a massive shift
0: 100% 100% I completely agree with you I mean your your analogy was great I mean you can't build an amazing house on a foundation of mud you're absolutely right and I agree with you I think mon- I think mindset is so important and I think I kind of changed my mindset towards it when I was at university. So when I was in first year, I was struggling a bit with money. I didn't get enough student finance to cover my rent at all, which meant that I had nothing left over to feed myself. So I find myself in a little bit of debt because I had to, you know, take out overdrafts to be able to actually physically live at university. Um, And then I, I think in first year, I had the mindset that, uh, you know what, money is so hard, you know, you can't always come by it. And obviously I was working before I was working since I was 16, but I was only working here and there. So I was only doing like weekend shifts and so not enough money to say I've got money to sustain me throughout the whole first year. But then second mm-hmm. year was when I actually cleared those debts and I was starting to get re- to starting to get regular income coming in and I was like right now I've actually got money again I've cleared those debts I'm actually going to be more positive with regards to money I'm going to start putting away money again put it to save let me look at what investing is and how that works and see if I can get involved in that and I do think that has contributed to the shift to where I am today and I, I really really do agree with you Laura that's a really really good point you make what would you say are some of the main issues that you come across that people have with regards to money because I mean we both have our platforms and people do have some issues. I mean, it, it may have changed because we were in a pandemic period, but what would you say some of the main issues that people encounter with regards to money?
1: I guess like, it, obviously one of them for me is definitely people not understanding or paying attention to the mindset side of it. So it's so, um, it's not thought about. Sometimes it's so ingrained and like such a habit to say things like, oh, I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. I'll never be able to be like that. Or, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm so poor. Yeah, me too. Like, it's so ingrained in yourself, the way you talk, the way you are with your friends that people don't realise the impact that that is having. So I definitely think that the the mindset side of it is um, one of the biggest issues, for sure. But then I guess also on the other side of that is that we aren't taught a lot about it in school. and when you're younger because we go through the school system we do assume that school is the thing that just teaches us everything we need yeah. to know so then you come out of school going well I have the information I need to know and when anything falls outside of that I think people don't always take responsibility for it and I'm a big believer that I would like it to get to a point where in schools it is being taught but in this interim this bit in between we have to just take a bit of responsibility and go fine I'm going to self-educate you know we've got access to the internet. There is so much free content out there so people you know from people like you and me and so many other amazing influencers I think that um yeah a lack of accountability and responsibility and they just assume like that their finances will take care of themselves you know they just assume that when they get older it'll they'll just sort themselves out so people don't put into pensions or they don't invest and then all of that lack of education I think sometimes is just a bit used as an excuse um to not kind of yeah take responsibility I guess
0: yeah I completely agree with you I have a question for you did you ever get any lessons about money at all at any point in your education like do do you remember anything in primary school secondary school college any do you remember anything
1: do you know what I actually don't now Mm. whether that's because I didn't actually get taught it or because I was so unengaged Mm -hmm. I don't know um I've looked into like I've got some friends who are teachers and they said oh there is a bit in there but I think that it, it's not if I don't remember it personally mm-hmm. um so yeah <laughs> I'm may- gonna yeah. Say
0: no. <laughs> yeah no I, I agree with you um I think I only remember one lesson I had but that was in sixth form and that was only because I studied economics and I had one lesson of it mm-hmm. and it was my economics teacher who said Out of nowhere, just, you know, before we started the lesson, said, right, guys, I'm going to, because we're changing the subject today just for today, because I know you, you won't get this education anywhere else. And then we had one whole lesson on personal finance. And Laura, if you was in that class watching me, the way everyone's eyes, including my own, were open wide because everyone was like oh my gosh this is how taxes work this is what this is and this is how that is he literally broke everything down he spent the hour that we should have been learning economics breaking down that and that was the one lesson I ever had and I remember I took that one and I was like this is crazy how and th- the thing is it was only 30 of us who got that that one lesson so if you weren't in that class in that hour wow or you were off sick you didn't get that lesson and he literally just did it spur of the moment said I'm going to teach you guys this that's it. We won't talk about it again because we don't have time or capacity to do it. But that was it. And oh my God. crazy, right? That's that's absolutely insane. crazy.
1: To think that that teacher chose to do that, I mean, it's amazing. But also, you and me both know, running platforms and stuff, you can't cram all of the personal finance stuff into one, you know, short yeah. little lesson. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, there's so much to learn in an exciting way and not, you know, not an overwhelming way. But I mean, that's amazing that we did that. Um, I don't think I had any you know teachers that that did any of that I think the only thing I ever remember was a class that was to do it was to do with money but it wasn't necessarily. to do with like personal finance Mm -hmm. so and I think we were a bit younger so we hadn't even started earning do you know what I mean okay yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah that's so crazy yeah, so I do think that
1: that has a massive impact on how people. Because the thing about education is, and I know this from my own personal education, when I am educated and when I have knowledge on something, it makes me feel so much co- more confident. Mm-hmm, because I'm like, oh, well, at least I have a bit of understanding about this. When you don't have any, you not only feel like you can't ask, you're not really sure where to start. You don't know who you can and can't talk about it. You're, you know, this. It has so many knock-on effects
0: it does it does and like, yeah. as adults
1: we do just have to get to that point where we go right okay well we're gonna you know we need to try and at least learn about this because otherwise people end up things like the the standard like rules of uh personal finance you know living below your means or living within your means and things like that they seem like really simple um sort of principles but if you don't have some knowledge just in general Across on personal finance, then I think that that gets lost, and you can't apply it because you just don't understand what it means.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, do you know what, when you mentioned... Do you th- I mean? That it makes yeah. it a bit
1: harder.
0: Yeah, for sure. When when you mentioned the confidence part, that just made me think it's absolutely, it's, it's so true because I know there's so many people out there who don't have the education and feel like they can't talk up. And I think that leads to a lot of things. You know, when you hear yeah. about people who have been in debt for so many years, they're in tens of thousands of pounds worth of debt and they never told anyone because they felt embarrassed. They didn't know who yeah. who can I talk to? They, they, yeah, they felt yeah. like they should know this and they shouldn't be in this situation. So they just keep quiet and just suffer in silence. And I do think that has... Um, has a big impact and you know it's about opening up that dialogue yeah. and just, you know kind of learn learning yeah. wh- wherever your journey starts you could be 30 40 50 it doesn't matter when you start but learning um and opening up and having these conversations
1: yeah and I think because money is so emotional that I love the phrase you know your self-worth is your net worth is not your self-worth mm-hmm. like People get so wrapped up, especially when you get into kind of your teens, maybe your uh, you're late teens, your early 20s, and you've are um, you come out of uni and you've got debt or you've just not understood how to manage something. It, because it's so emotional, you make it, it feel a certain way about yourself. that makes you like, oh, God, I can't talk to anybody about it. It's just so intertwined into your mindset that it makes it you know like you say it's so easy to just kind of bury your head in the sand and not approach it and if you feel like you don't have that educational support it kind of impacts each other mm-hmm. um, and then it makes your mindset worse because you're like oh i can't get out of this position and i can't tell anybody about it um and i definitely think that's a, a big issue Chris.
0: yeah i completely agree with you and i think that that leads us nicely into the next question again um so what would you say laura are some of the ways that people can actually start to improve their mindset. So imagine pe- someone's listened to this episode and they said, right, okay, you made some good points there, Laura. I really do hear you. And I'm one of those people, admittedly, who has a bad mindset. What can this person do to change their mindset? Do
1: you know what? I love this question. Because when it comes to your mindset, it's one of the things that you can improve in your with your financial wellbeing that is free. Because mm-hmm. it's all just to do with your brain. You don't have to buy these fancy, you know, you don't have to buy things for it you're gonna spend money it's just about kind of about going in a little bit and going okay like let, let's assess the way that I view money let's assess how I feel about money so one of the things that I um, talk about is about changing your language mm-hmm. so I, the way we talk has a direct impact onto the way we act because it all flows, you know, the way you um, the way you think in the field. It leads to the language you use, the language you use, then leads to how you act, and then how you act, that is, you know, that's your life. So I think when you can get to the, the root and you go, how am I actually, what, what things am I saying to myself about money? Just start to notice. How do you feel on payday? Do you get, are you really excited? Why are you excited? Is it because you're like, oh, I need to pay for my bills? Is it because you're going to go spend it? How do you feel when you spend money? How do you feel when you save money? Start to ask yourself the questions about how you feel and the language you use because that's where you can then start to make a difference if you notice that every time a friend brings up a conversation around money you're the first one to go oh I'm so broke that mm. is you can go actually do you know what I'm going to start and I'm going to stop saying that I'm going to stop saying or somebody goes oh, I've just saved this much money or you're thinking about saving yourself and you go oh, I've never been able to save I, I can't save yeah
0: stop,
1: stop, find ways to stop using language that is keeping you stuck and you don't have to change it to being really positive I love affirmations and one of the other ones I say is to start using positive affirmations but if you're you can go to like neutral affirmations before you go to positive you can take it in set so you could be like Instead of going, I can't save money or I'm really bad at saving money, you could go to neutral, which would be like, I'm learning to save money. Mm-hmm. And then you could take it to positive, like I am good at saving money. And then as you start to mix it in with the habits of even like saving £5 pounds every month or something like that, it reinforces what you're telling yourself. Yeah, And that will start to give you a positive mindset towards money.
0: Yeah, I think that is that is really, really good. So many people make these comments and don't even realise what they're saying. I have a lot of friends and I, yeah. similar to you, I'm sure you do it as well, Laura. I pull them up and when, when yeah. they say, oh, you know what, I, I, I'm so bad, I always spend money. And I'm like, okay, but why do you do that? Or they're, they're, they're like, oh, you know what? I just can't help it. I just I'm just so bad at saving. I don't know how you how you do it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're you're not bad at saving. You you know, you should change your mindset and say, no, you, you need to learn and practice and it's just all about taking the time and actually making that shift. Because if you say you're bad at saving, then you you're right. You will be bad and you'll you stay will bad. So you need to kind of make that shift. So I completely agree with you there. I
1: think also um when it comes to spending as wow. well your mindset will change when you start to practice gratitude for the stuff you have. So I think a lot of people are like, I can't just, I just can't not shop. I can't not spend money. Yeah. But when you take a step back and go, what do I have in my life that brings me joy? Whether that's, you know, friends, family, love, whatever, or I absolutely love this vase that I bought ages ago, so I don't need to buy another bar. for example. Mm. It's about just looking at what you already have and being grateful for it so that you're not using shopping as, a like a coping mechanism because a lot of our spending triggers come from emotion and that plays into your mindset. So when you can reframe that, you can reframe the way you spend, which then allows you to save more, for example. So that it hasn't the way you think and feel about it will then have a direct impact on how you spend and save.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I love that Laura. And finally, what are some ways that people can start having open conversations with regards to money. I think this is a big point. I touched on it on my platform not too long ago, talking about kind of like conversation starters and the things that you can do to make it more of a norm. I'm lucky enough that with my circle of friends and with my family, talking about money isn't taboo. Like we we will have open conversations Mm -hmm. about what I'm doing, what someone else is doing. What does that look like? How's your savings going? All these kind of things. So I'm lucky enough that that Mm -hmm. isn't taboo. But for someone who's like, you know what? My family do not even bring up money at all. We don't talk about it and I want to kind of share maybe my situation or where I'm at but what what would be some of your pointers that you say to someone to kind of open up a dialogue with friends or family?
1: I think that like I'm like you Kea, or I have been really lucky in the way of I was with my friends we all talk really openly about it mm. what about our salaries about how much you know we celebrate the wins when we get pay rises and you know it's a really open I'm in the same position in that respect which is Great, it's really good because I think that it helps you feel confident to share. Even if you know it helps you share if you're having money worries, it goes both ways. Yeah. Now I think if you are somebody who doesn't talk to your friends or doesn't feel you're able to talk to friends or family, first of all, it's all about trust. I think a lot of it you have to know that you're not going to feel judged. Yeah, and. So it's about bringing that conversation up with somebody you can trust. If you feel like you cannot trust any of your friends, I think that's a conversation for another day. But it's about about finding people you can trust. So if you don't have that, it's good to find an online community, I think, where you could start to have those conversations, even just online. But sending it back to your friends and family, I think it's about um, just being really honest. And you don't have to go in on the big questions. You don't have to go in and be like, oh you, you know I don't know like how much does your house cost or how much are you earn it it could be little things like you making your own comments around oh I've, I'm making a budget I've decided I'm going to make a budget this month do you budget you know it could be mm-hmm. really simple conversation starters whereby you opening up first to that person they then feel more comfortable opening up to you that's what I found where it's kind of like I make it relatable for them so it's not me grilling them on their finances I'm going hey this is what I do and this is how I'm, you know, what I'm doing. What do you do? Um, that's what I think works quite well. But I do think it all comes back to like like I said, to trust and, and feeling comfortable doing that.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think it what you said about kind of sharing your personal experience first, then open up dialogue I think definitely does create that that comfortability with someone. I know that if if, if someone came to me outright openly, just said to me, Key, how much do you earn? Or how much have you got in savings? I'm going to be like, um, um I'm not telling mm-hmm. you that. But if you come and say, mm-hmm. you know what, Kiar, I've got about £2,000 in savings but my goal for the end of the year is try and get 10000 in there. I'm working towards that. Have you got any goals? I'm probably more open. and more willing to to then share where I'm at or what my goals are. It's about creating that kind of, that, that, that mutual, yeah, comfortability that, I, that I'd say. And I, I completely agree with you there. Yeah.
1: And I think it doesn't always need to be, I think there's this conception, the misconception, sorry, that money is only about numbers. Mm-hmm. But money is about so much more than that. It's about your goals, it's about how it affects your life, how it makes you feel. So you don't even have to go in asking questions like, How much do you have in your savings? How much do you earn? It could be things like you say like, What are your financial goals? Um what you know, did you did you know about pensions? Have you ever learned mm-hmm. about pensions? So it can be more education than asking somebody specific numbers and because you might and if you had that kind of conversation going with a friend you then could get to that place Mm -hmm. so you could you could frame it in a different way as well
0: yeah completely agree with you laura this has been an amazing chat thank you so much hopefully everyone listening has learned so much but in the spirit of Mm -hmm. things especially as international women's month let people know where they can find you we want people to up, we need to uplift women in this month and celebrate women. So this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to bring on some of the, the amazing women that I have in my network that I think are doing absolutely amazing things and you are obviously one of them. So where can people come and learn more from you and to try and improve their mindset and learn more about personal finance? Where can people find you? Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you so much for asking me to come on this podcast. I'm very so awesome. happy to be a part of this. Most of my social platforms that you can find me on are literally just my name, which is Laura Ann Moore. So you can find me on Instagram, find me on uh, my website you can find me on twitter you can find me on youtube and you can definitely find me on tiktok too amazing <laughs> you all know i love a funny little yes, video <laughs> yes, you do. so yeah if you just search you should find me
0: amazing i will put your links in the episode description as well so everyone can click through but guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the pennies pounds podcast make sure you follow laura laura is incredible with her content so make sure you go and follow her if you want to up your personal finance knowledge and mindset knowledge make sure you're following pennies pounds on all platforms and we'll be back again next week with another episode so look after yourself and have a good week bye guys